0: The ambulance company presents opportunities to do other things. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not only, like, he's averaging, like, he told me 160 a month. Yeah, like, I'm like, Britt, you're killing me. Like, you know, I should have partnered up with you instead of teaching you. <laughs> and he's all the way in Lithia Springs. So what he did was find a patch where no one's at. Mm-hmm. And the, the nursing homes are calling him like crazy. So he's like, Hans, it's too much business out here for me. Like, you need to come out here. Damn. Yeah, like, it's like that.
1: And three, two, one.
0: You're listening to The Real
1: Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleeper's for suckers himself, David Shand. Y'all Let's get it. Hey, welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that did dope stuff. Today is no different. And um, actually, you're involved in a business that... Um, that I want to get started in. My problem is, i be been wanting to do all businesses. I am an entrepreneur to the heart. But this seems, because I'm already like with Gooch, we're doing, uh, I'm still waiting for my paperwork to process for the uh, home healthcare business, mm-hmm. which you have one of those two, right? Yes. But your main business is the uh, ambulance. emergency ambulance company. Yes. Yes. So I definitely want to know how you got into that. Okay. How many ambulances do you have? Six. You have six ambulance trucks. Yes.
0: And are we able to say who who got some too? Did he say it was like private? Yeah. He was like, he didn't want to come out with it yet. Yet You talking about new, new guys? Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about that. Yeah. So my boy, he had
1: an ambulance and then he, he got another, he getting another one or something like that? He's on four now and it's only
0: been two months. One of our so, past podcast guests and one of my brothers. He yeah, has four now. He has four, so he's doing his thing, and he he, he came up under my mentorship and, and told me it was something he wanted to get into. Gooch introduced me to him, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's been doing good, man. You know, and his brother's running it. I don't think he's even there. So, see, that's what
1: I want to be like. All right, so listen, do me do, introduce yourself, my brother, because uh, I, I got a bunch of
0: questions. All right, cool. My name is Hans Fakir. I'm the owner of First Responders EMS and Constant Healthcare. And I own a restaurant in Lenox Mall called And Cheese. Do you really? Yes, sir. Hold on. What? Yeah. You own a restaurant in Lenox Mall? On the third floor next to Bloomingdale's. What's it called? And Cheese. We sell gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. Really? Yes, sir. You ever been there? We have a... Don't worry. We got a vegan grilled cheese as well. It's called the Umwood. All of our sandwiches are named after districts in Atlanta. So we got a sandwich called the Buckhead, the Little Five Points. It's been booming. It's a gourmet grilled cheese sandwich in Lennox Mall? Yeah, even though we're talking about the ambulance What the heck? Ambulance we had a company whole company. conversation. <laughs> you're me about ambulance trucks. You didn't tell me about the grilled cheeses. Well, the thing is, the ambulance company opened the door for everything else, kind of like you, right? I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, so I've never looked back into going, working for someone else. For sure. So, starting an ambulance company, I really worked for other people. And uh, I was a mortgage broker before that, and I did taxes before that. I did the fire department. I was a firefighter for nine years. Mm. but with the fire department of course you know your paycheck is limited yeah. your vacations are limited sure. everything's limited yeah. so I was like Yo, I can't do this no more and I was having a baby and I was getting married and I was like I told my wife I'm out said, so I'm going to roll the dice I'm going to roll it on myself and I was already exploited by other ambulance companies helping them grow mm-hmm. and so I, I was like yeah I can do this myself and started were, with one truck you were working with the ambulance companies yeah so and you were helping them grow yeah so mean? when I was in the fire department I did taxes since 2008. Mm. But during tax season, I would make so much money that I really was like, man, I'm making more than I am all year doing yeah. the fire department. For sure. So one year after tax season, around 2015, I just paid all my bills in advance. Like, Mortgage just paid for the year, everything paid for the year. I had nothing to do after tax season. Mm. So I saw a friend on Facebook, she had an ambulance shirt on. I was like, yo, where you work at? She was like, I work at this company, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say their name. but So I went there, they had one patient. Now my background's in marketing. Mm. And I was like, listen, give me a partnership, I'll get you patients. In three months, I got them twenty patients. Oh wow! So, in the healthcare field, I'm sorry, real quick. When you say you got them patients, what do you mean? Patients that need transportation. So, even though we're we're deemed emergency, ninety percent of the companies out here are non-emergency. So, we're just we we do scheduled appointments. So, if you got someone who wants to go to dialysis, wound care, um, you know, hyperbaric chamber, just there's so many different facets that you can provide transportation for. Gotcha. So you so I let's say
1: for instance. Um, Joe, not you, Joe, <laughs> yeah, we're not John, John needs to go to some sort of procedure every first Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then that's a client. That's a patient where every first Tuesday you come to the house at 10 o'clock, pick them up. And it's the same
0: routine. Yes. Who pays for that? It depends. Some people have private insurance, but the majority of payments come from Medicare Part B. So Medicare Part B in the state of Georgia takes care of all transportation, non-ambulatory. So if someone needs a stretcher, whether they just had an amputation, maybe they have dementia, something where they need to be strapped down, or, you know, they just need trans- stretcher transportation, Medicare will pay for that. Got you. Okay. All right. I got you.
1: So um, so you're, 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 how did you help them go get
0: patients? Like I said, my background was in, I was mortgage broker and, right. and a tax preparer. So, you know, you got to solicit, right? Yeah. You got to go out there and you get a thousand no's before you get one yes. Sure. So I'm talking to social workers. I'm talking like, how does this whole thing work? You know, and how do you do this? So I'm just really figuring out as I go. But because of my background, it wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I come to you and say, listen, I-, I heard your mother's sick. I could take her. And then all you do is provide good service. And then word of mouth spreads. Mm. You know, it's, it's an industry where a lot of people want to get in. But really, the ones that really take a special interest into providing that service. And my dad was on dialysis. Mm -hmm. So that was an extra insight that I had. That Mm -hmm. was a step above everyone else. I have experience dealing with someone who was on dialysis. So I'm like, oh, I know what they need. So that was my marketing. I was like, listen, you got a lot of people that solicit to you. I live this. So Mm -hmm. who better to take care of your patients? And that one thing took me, they had 20 patients in three months. So in in an average of three months, they they went from going to 5,000, generating $5,000 to $100,000 a month. Mm. It was over with. Goodness gracious. Yes. And then somebody else hired me to do the same thing, and I did it for them. And then when I got to the third company, I was like, wait a minute, I want a partnership. Oh, I'm going to just start my own. Yes. Well, he didn't want to give me a partnership. So I was like, all right, I'll just start my own. I bought my first ambulance for like $5,000. It was a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, it was like wow. axle breaking and everything. But I was like, I just need you to work until I get like five patients. <laughs> After that, it was like buy a new truck, and all my trucks have been like 2018, 2019. Gotcha. So, so yeah. what was the process of getting, what was the process of getting your do you need a license, yes? Yes. You need a license with the uh, Georgia Department of EMS. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be a uh paramedic Like you could start an ambulance company. All you gotta do is have people that are certified as EMTs, gotcha, to get on the ambulance. How long does it take to be certified as an EMT? Right now they got a process where you can be an EMR. Which is like an EMT, but it'll allow you to get on an ambulance in like a week. Really? Yeah. But like to be an EMT, some places have programs where it's three months, six months. It's really up to you. But, okay, so let's just say
1: Joe wants to get a, um, he, he can go get certified for a week. If I have a truck, Joe can go to the certification for a week and be an EMR. Mm-hmm. And what does the EMR stand for? Like emergency medical responder. Okay. So he could be EMR, but on that same truck, does Joe still have to be accompanied by an EMT? Yes. Okay, got you.
0: So what do you need EMR for? EMR is like a driver. So because there's such a shortage of EMTs, the state allowed this provision to get people on the truck. So his basic knowledge will be probably BLS, basic life support. Mm -hmm. So CPR, first aid, stuff like that. And then the EMT will have a little bit more education. They're in the back of the ambulance with the patient. Gotcha. So, even though it's deemed non-emergency, they still want someone, you know, there, God forbid, something happens. So, let's
1: say somebody else goes to get an EMT certification, which is, you know, three months, six months. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good career. Yeah. Because there's yeah. always going to be an ambulance company that needs them. Or a hospital. Or, or you a know, hospital. Doctor's office. Yeah, medical field is not going anywhere. So you could, if you go be an EMT, you can always go make some money. Yeah, you, you should never be jobless. Never. Gotcha. Okay. So, business owner standpoint, mm-hmm. I get an ambulance. I guess you spent 5000 dollars on your first ambulance, but I don't know what you're gonna, you know, kind of teach around that. But I need an EMR and an EMT on the truck mm-hmm. and
0: I can run a profitable business. Yes. How much can I make from one truck? One truck. Okay, so it depends, right? If you, it, how aggressive are you going to be? The average truck, you need six patients, right? So let's say most people, they, they gear towards dialysis because dialysis, you know that person's going three times a week. Yeah. So if you get a crew to go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they, they're transporting three patients, but that's A trip, which is to the facility, and B trip, which is back home. So you got three patients on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and three patients on, let's say, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So six patients, average 5,000. Per patient, you're making $30,000 a month. Your payroll should be no more than seven. Hold on. One truck, one patient mm-hmm. going three days a week is about $5,000 a month. And, and, and I'm not even including the miles. So, like, one, one of my patients, I make close to $7,800. He lives in Lithonia. He goes to a diocese all the way in Emory, by the um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, he goes there. So, Medicare pays you per miles as well. So, with him, I'm making $7,800. Mm. So when he pays for three of my trucks, the note, by himself. Wow. So, yeah, and it just depends. Like, I know people that have ambulance companies, they're running seven, eight patients. But again, how much do you want to exhaust your employees? And You, you know what I mean? Like, not being greedy, three patients on a, a six trips a day, you're good. Goodness gracious. Yo,
1: you can have a group of people that are working on this truck they only work three days a week for a couple. of... You drive someone somewhere mm-hmm. and you drive them back. So let's say, for instance, that patient is five thousand dollars, and we have three of them. That's fifteen thousand. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let's just say. Oh, one person has to go three times a week. Mm-hmm. So you're saying if you do like a morning, afternoon, late afternoon, or something like that, and that person only works three days a week, mm-hmm. it's fifteen thousand dollars total.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How much would I pay?
0: The average employee? The average employee, yes. Between 15 and 18 hours an hour. Between 15 and 18 hours an hour. Because think about it, right? Those employees are working 12 hour shifts. Yeah. Because not only do they have to drop the patient off, patient goes to dialysis for almost four hours. Mm -hmm. So they're dropping one off, dropping another, dropping another, and then three to four hours later, they're picking one up, dropping them home. Then going back and driving. so they're they're getting almost almost their forty hours, not enough to get overtime or anything, but thirty six hours. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like a game you play. So it's almost forty hours a week, and they love over it. three days, three days of just driving. That's just better driving. than Uber, bro.
1: Yeah. I get you know what you know what's so crazy. My mom, uh, we had to transfer her from this facility to my brother's house, mm-hmm. and. I had to bring I had to bring her bed from my house to my brother's house. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. While they were taking her from the facility to my brother's house. So I had to get a U-Haul, we put the bed in the truck, and we drove over. So before, like literally while we're pulling up, the ambulance is pulling up my mom to go to the, um, to go into my brother's house. But I had to back the truck up in front of the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and we start taking the, the bed out and I'm like, ah, my bad, bro. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to hold you up. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm straight. Him and another guy. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, yo, I, I know y'all probably got stuff to do. He's like, no, nah, I can pay for the hour, bro. I'm straight. He was just mm-hmm. on the Instagram. And I was, at first I was like, this guy's really nice. He doesn't mind. I'm inconveniencing. <laughs> him. But now while you're saying it, I'm like, it was just yo, take your time, bro. <laughs> My clock still runs to do absolutely nothing right yeah.
0: now. Because to the general public, you think all ambulance companies belong to like a fire department, right? So when you see the average person saying, you know, like myself, I have no college degree, right? Mm-hmm. Dropped out of college, just started business. I just learned that I was really good at right. generating income gotcha. as an entrepreneur. So when I speak to people and, and they ask me what do I do, I said, "Well, I own an ambulance company." Like, you only like, what, like? Can you really do that? Yeah, you actually can. You know what I mean? And so five of the people that I've assisted that are doing very well, I actually don't think any of them have a college degree. But they just took a liking Man. to this situation. And they'll be number six.
1: yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> listen, guys, you have to not have a college degree to get this No, nah, right. no, I'm <laughs> not saying that. <laughs> but, but, yo, Joe, can you grab me that sweatshirt? There's a sweatshirt over there. It's a black
0: one. Can you grab that for me? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just, and people have to understand, though, also, but, there's a certain level of responsibility because you're looked at, the, think about it, right? The public can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So you start opening up an ambulance company, and let's say you're wearing your shirt. Don't be surprised if you go into a that's, restaurant. That's, right. that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Don't be surprised if you go into a restaurant and someone goes, oh, thank you for your service. You're like, what? Right? <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like, what? Because you're looked at differently because, mm-hmm. and as an owner, I tell people all the time, your conversation is different. Now, you're on the phone with doctors you know, nephrologists, which are doctors, kidney doctors. Gotcha. You're on the phone with, uh, you know, social workers. So being an ambulance owner, and those people know the type of income you're generating. So you're not... Do they know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got doctors that work for me. You know, you need a medical director. So you have people now that know that you're on this top tier with them. Right. You know, doctors always looked at it as a certain way, but now you got a doctor looking at you at the same eye level, like... Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, Hans, how's it going? Like, where are you? <laughs> you need a medical director? Like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I don't right. need... It. So the door's open because you're not just opening up an ambulance company. And I tell all my mentees, you're entering the healthcare field. Mm. And just like how the ambulance company brought me into home health. So it's like the next goal is to open up a medical center. Mm. You know, yeah. So, what, what would that medical center look like? Man, to be honest with you, it's going to be a one-stop shop. So, if you go to other states like Florida, medical centers are booming. Like, you're a doctor, he's a chiropractor, and I'm an ophthalmologist. We provide transportation for I'm people. I'm sorry, Joe doesn't know what an ophthalmologist
1: is. So, I, doctor, sure, I doctor, I doctor. Bro.
0: <laughs> so, so, we can just have his <laughs> eyes, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you get all these elderly patients that you pick up. So, now mm-hmm. you're getting paid on the transportation to bring them to the doctor so they can take care of everything at made, once. Uh, you provide food for them, and you're getting paid on that. It's it's crazy, man. And in Florida, there's a medical center almost on every block. Mmm. Atlanta's not like that. No. My girlfriend works for me. What are we doing? I I don't don't know. What what, are we doing? I need to be down with this. Me and Gooch, we flew out to Miami and I showed him and his eyes opened up. We just haven't moved on. I'm like, bro, this is this is the thing. Like, let's get it before people really gravitate. So ironically, my my girl who got to she has a master's in on business. She works at just got a job like 7 months ago at a medical center. They average a million dollars a month. They mm. they're opening up 20 other med- they I think they're at like 50, they're opening up 20 more. Yeah. I'm oh, like Oh my goodness. And hey, you, know, you know all that it takes to open it up? I'm learning. I'm learning and she's my she's my, you know. <laughs> I want parts.
1: So, yeah, it's this thing. I want parts of that. Golly. All right, so I'm, I'm waiting to get into my, uh, I think my, like, they called my wife the other day, actually, about renewing some paying some fee or something like that. And I think we'll be soon opening up because I want to get into the medical space because I mm-hmm. went through it with my mom and my aunt. So that's why I, I feel like there's so many people that need it. And it's a huge opportunity because we have a hard
0: time finding someone that, you know, we rely on. And you've done this for how long now? Podcast? Um, three years. So how many young blacks have you seen say, hey, I own something in like the healthcare? You and Gooch? And Brad. You know? Yeah, I know boy. So how many of those are really? So the opportunity is there, but we always go into it as, well, I want to be a nurse. Or, I want exactly. A nurse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Well, y'all like I,
1: y'all talking, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. It was my a long time, it was just. Gooch that I knew. And I'm like, yo, other people doing that? And then, what's well, crazy. Yeah, so then I, I started talking to Brad because I knew Brad. And so I'm like, oh, so y'all do the same thing. And it so happened
0: that Brad kind of showed Gooch. He
1: mentored Gooch.
0: So I'm like, it's just y'all right now? Yeah. Oh, I want parts. And I got a guy right now, man, shout out to my guy, uh, Britt from Miami with me. I showed him how to do, before I started my master class. I actually showed him how to start an ambulance company. Britt is killing the game. He's got 10 trucks. <gasps> Yeah, he, 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 you teach somebody and they surpass you yeah. and you're like in a happy way Jealous, is like, yo, what's you know, <laughs> like, up? Um, is he all in with it? He's all in. He just actually bought two box trucks. So now he's doing... The ambulance company presents opportunities to do other things. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not only... like He's averaging like... He told me 160 a month. Yeah, like, I'm like, Brit, you're killing me. Like, you know, I should have partnered up with you instead of teaching <laughs> you. And he's all the way in Lithia Springs. So what he did was find a patch where no one's at. Mm. And the, the nursing homes are calling him like crazy. So he's like, Hans, it's too much business out here for me. Like, you need to come out here. Man. Yeah, like, it's like that. So it's, and then you have movie sets. You know, movie sets pay us on an average $200 an hour to, to park an ambulance at a movie set. $200 with, an hour to park an ambulance. Yeah, with two EMTs. So imagine this now. I got EMTs that I'm paying what I told you guys, 15 to 18, yeah. but I'm like, hey, I'll pay you $20 an hour, sit at a movie set, somebody gets hurt transport.
1: You got two people, that's 40. You make 160 just...
0: To because you had an idea to put a... to the relationship now they required. Like, all movie sets require EMTs on there. All Tyler Perry sets require EMTs on there. So there's different avenues to... There's different ways to make money that's why I keep telling people you're not just opening up an ambulance company you're you're entering the healthcare industry and if people look at it like that they'll be more successful goodness gracious okay
1: whew okay how much time is required to build this thing out is is the hardest part and more most time requirement coming from getting the patients
0: that's I can't say that's never been difficult for me. I think the the biggest obstacle that everyone has, I think, across America is just finding good workers. Yeah. But now that the state has provided this EMR program, that's going to help. That's going to help us find better workers. And also, it's going to increase our profit margin. Because now, I'm not paying an EMR when I'm paying an EMT. Mm -hmm. You can only drive, so you're $12 an hour. Right. I give my EMTs a dollar more. By the loyalty. A dollar more. Okay. So now they're at 18, whatever. Yeah. But now I have someone who's going to, probably my turnover ratio is going to decrease.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: you're paying them good. I'm paying them more. You give them health insurance? Yes. I'm probably one of the So they're W-2 employees. Yes. So, so again, we could talk outside of this, just being mm-hmm. in both areas, the profit margin in the home health is definitely a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hands off for both. So I think I'm not really, really worried about my profit margin, you know? I, and, and so it's like, I, I have this thing where if I make right now, 30,000 a month, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm good. Kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. I'm not a lot of guys spending habits, yeah. you know, I, I lack discipline in that, which I'm, I'm working on that, but I realized that, okay, if I make 10 grand from the home health, 10 grand from the ambulance, 10 grand from the restaurant, I'm still allowing these companies to grow because yeah. I'm not sucking the life out of them financially. Yeah. So to me, it's just about building different. Oh, you're saying you pay yourself, like in that example. Yeah. Like you, pay yourself. Yeah. Like, you have the room to pay yourself more, but why? Yeah. When you can now buy another ambulance. That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just about really building the company's financial portfolio. And so you'll realize that once you do that, there's contracts and everything that come with it, mm-hmm. you know? And we didn't even talk about the VA aspect of it. On both home health and transportation. Let's talk about it. How how did did you incorporate? I have a young lady. So in home health, I haven't, and and I talked to Gooch for, he's, he's, you know, Gooch is like, if it's not broke, don't fix it because he's doing really well with what he's doing. But I know a young lady who started home health. I know she's doing good, man, because she went and bought two cars at one time. (laughs) You know, so it was right. it's like, yo, you know, you're killing it. So, and then she just opened up three other offices in different states: one in Maryland, one in Alabama. Home healthcare business, yeah. Gotcha. All, all she does is VA. She doesn't do no pediatric, no ger- VA patients. What is VA? Veterans. Only veterans killing the game. Golly, okay. Let's get back to this ambulance yeah.
1: thing, right? What type of ambulance trucks do you
0: recommend? Now, you know you and I we're working on some things, so I don't know how how much do you want me to save for the masterclass?
1: Nah, just give us everything. Just, the, the, here's my thing: there, we can't teach them how to make a million dollars in a podcast episode. Yeah, gotcha. You. you know what okay. I mean? But and I know a lot of it's in your course, yes. Yeah. But like, yeah. So
0: let's let's just break down as much as we can to okay.
1: offer to our friends.
0: All right. So what's the question? So what type of vehicle do you recommend? So when we first got into this business, like everybody had this rider right of passage of getting a diesel truck.
1: By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof.
0: NetSuite.com slash social proof. Diesel trucks are really good for the winter. But regular gas trucks are the thing to do now because with diesel trucks, the maintenance... Are we getting a Sprinter or are we getting a what? I would go Sprinter. Sprinter, man? Yeah, because Sprinter works two ways, right? Marketing. Mm -hmm. It has a better, it's just easier on eyes. Yeah. Um, Recruiting. Mm -hmm. Employees always want to get on the newest truck. Yeah. And then your patients love it. So I I do Sprinter. So I tried the box. I tried the diesel. Right now, all of our trucks are Sprinters and it works great. But a, a box truck transporting patients? A lot of room in the back. A lot of patients, your heavier patients, hyperbaric patients, you might always want to have that in your back pocket for the bigger patients. I see. But, okay, so it doesn't, in my
1: mind, I think box truck is just big box and there's a, I'm thinking only boxes and wood and stuff going oh, on. No, there's, but you the, build it out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you build it out. I got a, a company called Frontier and they actually build ambulances from scratch oh, right. in Manchester. Manchester Georgia, so they not the actual truck, the truck they'll, it's a shell, so you give them a sprinter or they'll get they one, one for you, okay, I and got they'll you. build it out for you oh, from scratch okay. okay, all the all the cabinets, all the wiring, the lights, mm. they'll leave it wrap it for you with your logo, everything. Oh wow, yeah,
1: okay, got you, got you, and getting into the business, what do you think we
0: need to have in capital to get it started? I think the average person should should feel comfortable with like forty mm. Yeah 40 grand? Yeah. Cuz gotcha. you got to pay for your license which is like another $5,000. You got to right. pay for the trucks to get inspected which is 1500 a piece. I always suggest to anyone getting in this business you don't go in with one one truck because and, and people will ask why it's, if that truck breaks, breaks down and you already have a commitment to patients. Yeah. Now I'm coming to you like hey can you transport these three patients for me? The chance of you giving me those patients back or them right. them to, you know, like, Yeah, I got you, Hans. I got right you. Around, like, Yo, my truck's fixed. Ah, yeah, I know, but the patients want to stay with me. And that happens. Yeah. So I tell people, get into it with two trucks. So if you want to buy two trucks and put, you know, a couple of thousand down and then you, you're paying monthly, that'll help offset the 40000 Then you got to get an office space. And really the Medicare license is less than a grand. So you could do forty, or you could do less. It really just depends on the trucks. How do you want to go with that? you gotcha. want to buy you or you want use on you I also suggest to people if you're going to get one used get a new one just to back up because you, you know what I mean and have your your mechanics on standby at least three mm-hmm. mechanics that you need if <clears> one <throat> can't get to a truck you gotcha. got another one a auto body guy I got three auto body guys I got three mechanics I got the rule of three on everything yeah, yeah for sure so. so you're talking about with that 40 that'd like really had you
1: you got nice truck well two trucks two, two nice trucks Grab,
0: license, all that. Ready to go. Equipment, your office, yeah. computer, like uniforms. Yeah. Give me, some, be, give me some strategy on how to get clients though. It's all about marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find the need. What is my, first thing I did was before I even really, I got my license, before I got my license, but I was in the application process. Mm-hmm. I went to like either 30 social workers and ask, them, what is the biggest problem? And you know, why do you want, I'm starting an ambulance company, but before I could promise you anything, I need to know what's, what's your biggest issue with transportation company? Customer service, and uh, broken promises, and time management. Mm. If you're going to be late, just tell me you're going to be late. So that's all I, I honed in on. Broken promises, time management, mm-hmm. and what was the other one? Customer service. And customer service. Yep. So like you, right, you have an edge on everyone. Because if you open a home health and you've dealt with your family member, you go in there with another level of interest. Oh,
1: 100 percent bro. They said they're gonna pick up my mom at 10 o'clock. They just don't. They just don't. And then you call back and they're like, oh, well, we got somebody on our way.
0: I'm so like, there's this so is many five people five o'clock now. Yeah, so there's so many people doing that. Imagine just doing what's right. Yeah. And saying, I want all my employees to treat. It's not, it's no, there's no real way to market. Just, it's a person. Like, treat the person like a person, you know what I mean? If it's your mom, wouldn't you want somebody calling you saying, hey, we're going to run a few minutes late? Yeah. And that's the key to it. Like, as long as you communicate to the social workers and they could talk to the techs and the nurses, like, hey, First Responders is running 30 minutes late. It gives everybody a jump on how to be prepared and what to do with the next patient. Is that the name of your company? Yes. First first Responders responders, EMS. So once the communication is not there, then everything starts. It's a domino effect. Exactly. You know, now, now they're waiting. The next patient that's coming is late. The social workers and the nurses have to work late. And all you have to do is do what's right. And, and that's your marketing. That's real, bro. Yeah. Do what's right. And that's your marketing. Our, our slogan is where the customers come first. Mm-hmm. And my employees know that at any given point, because I'm an EMT. Mm-hmm. If I catch you with your shirt tucked, if I get phone calls from when I first started from social workers, because mm-hmm. I gave them the, the leeway and, to call me and say, hey, one of your employees are here with no shirt on. I mean, shirt tucked in, not tucked in. Your shirt has to be tucked in. Is that a standard? Let me ask you, if you, your mom's, uh, in an ambulance, mm-hmm. do you feel more comfortable with someone who has their shirt tucked in and looking professional? or someone, 100%. You know, it, it just goes to how seriously they take the job. Bruh, it's this little stuff. The little subtle things that people don't pay attention to. Dang! And, and if your employees don't really grasp that, that's the culture you're trying to build. You have to set that tone. So even for people that want to own an ambulance company, I would encourage them, just go get the EMR class. Because at any given day, I want to say, hey, where are you at? I'm so-and-so. Okay, pull over. I'll be right there. Yeah, you go home, because this is what I heard. And if they don't feel that, if you don't show your employees how important this is to you, you see what I'm saying? Like, both my parents passed away on dialysis. Mm. So this is like, and, and the social workers know that. So I give them that personal nugget, like that tidbit to, like, no, this is real to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and I get social workers that when a patient passes away, they call me like, hey, you okay? Because they know I, I create, we get this bond, and my employees are like, no, we take these patients seriously. Like, we actually don't call them patients, we call them customers. And mm. like, we don't even put the sick kind of thing, we don't put that on it. It's like, no, you're a customer. Because at any given day, of, the customer doesn't like me and she wants to transport with you. I just lost five grand. Yeah. Like I tell my employees like, so I just lost 60 grand a month because you did not want to tell me you were going to be late. So all we right. could tell the patient, hey, we're running late or the customer. So you're a great
1: leader, man. I Seems like you like a good person to work for too.
0: I hope so. I tell people all the time, don't be the person you got to work for. Be the person you want to work for. So. Mm, how'd you develop that though? Uh, being in a fire department, there were some lieutenants that when I looked on the schedule, I was like, oh, "I'm about to call out," <laughs> <laughs> and there was certain lieutenants that, "Oh man, Blunt's there!" Like, not that they made it fun, but they were true leaders. And you know, and being a leader is like being like you got to respect the person. You know, there were certain firefighters that you didn't. I don't know if they knew you had kids or something. Like they'll talk to you like, "You you you're like, yeah, oh, no, from you, you know what I mean." You know, some people that were younger than you or older than you, but they're like, "No, Hans, I need you to do this." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go to. I'll go on this fire for you." Like, I know you. You know mm. what I mean? When yeah. you, when I see you on the schedule, I'm like, "Yeah, which, what do you need me to do?" It's just that respect. Yeah. You know, we all got the same goal. Why yeah. you got to shine more than me? You know what I mean? Like, for sure. For you know, sure. I don't like even my restaurant. You wouldn't know like if you go to my restaurant right now. Um, I'm serving tables. I'm I'm sweeping. Mm. I don't like. I'm that guy that I always tell people, I'll be the producer. Like, I don't need to be on stage. I'm that mm-hmm. guy that likes to be in the background. Yeah. You know, like, my, my cousin, it was his concept with the gourmet grilled cheese. I came up with the names. But anytime somebody asks, I'm like, no, nah, this is his his restaurant. You know, now people might know, but, you know. Right, for sure. Guy, I like playing the background, man. That's my thing. I don't care about who shines. Like, we all trying to get paid. It's a it's a concept that everybody say, but not everyone believes. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I know you, you're very successful. So there's probably people that, you know, I don't have to Know you know you to know that there's some people that you had to like, you thought they were there for your best interest. You're like, Man, we still trying to accomplish yeah, the same goal. 100%. Why do you have to be? Yeah, hundred uh, percent is yeah like, for golly, sure. You know, I've literally my first business partner with um, first responders started another company behind my back. Really, that I brought into the business. You started the company with him, yeah. And then he started
1: another company,
0: yeah,
1: on the side. And
0: we trying to be successful, so I learned that. That's why I was like, you know. I, I, again, I want to be the person you want to be affiliated with, not Mm. have to, because we're contractually obligated. I feel that. You know, that's just light. I want my kids to be like, no, I love being around my dad. Not because he's my dad, but I just love being around. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) absolutely. I have to be, you know, so that's my thought process, man. And then I tell people not to get personal, but when you lose two parents in like less than two years time, like you realize how valuable time is. Yeah man, I can't do this. I'm going to make sure that this guy, when he sees me, he's like, I like Hans, I could like, yeah. you know. Hey, I'm going to probably put my best foot forward every time we meet because I yeah. want you to be like, no, nah, I could. I for really sure. like this guy. Absolutely. You know, and that's what Gooch and the guy we don't want to mention, that's, yeah. why, that's why we build relationships. Like, I'll go to hell and back for them because I want to see them successful, for sure. You know. Let me, let me ask you, um,
1: what is the mindset that you've adopted for your success because it seems like you have a, a strong grasp on the concept of becoming successful, but what is, what is some of the mindset that maybe you teach your students how to approach it? Because it's not necessarily all about the how to or the what to do. It's about who you're becoming because I can say, all right, well, make sure you call 10 people or go to, I don't know, go to 10 social workers and try to get their business. Well, depending on the person that's doing the calls, you'll have different outcomes. Yes. Because it's all about the person you're becoming as an entrepreneur. So how
0: do you teach your, how do you work on the mindset of your students? Don't worry about the money. The money will come. Yeah. My employees like, well, I'm not, di- I'll take care. Of you. Don't worry about the money. Take care of the patients. If you take care of the patients, everything else will fall in line.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, you just do what's right. I got you. Like, I don't have to, like, this is not my, even though the ambulance company can generate a lot of money, I'm not just solely dependent on this. So, like, certain business owners, it's, you know, people don't get raises. Like, you asked me, do I provide health insurance? Yeah, I'm, like, one of the only companies, if not the only minority company that provides health insurance for. So, I'll Mm -hmm. take care of you. Just, you take care of the customers. Yeah. I got you. And once they really see, because a lot of people, of course, they'll doubt that. Once they really see that, and hey, can I get a cash advance? Can I, you know, whatever? Like, I got you, or I'm pregnant. Do you I do can't. that. You do a cash advance. I, I limit it, but um, it's on a case by case. But again, I don't want to see anyone struggle. Mm. I do believe that, you know, a lack of preparation on your behalf does not constitute an emergency on my behalf. Right. So it's like One hundred percent. There's limitations to that, yeah. but it's just an example of, uh, you know, if if it's a cash advance, it's like, okay, what can we do to help you get out of the situation? Not temporarily, like, what's the goal? Right, right, you know, right, right. So that this doesn't happen again.
1: And I, I'm guessing you're coaching them in terms of like, okay, let's let's not make this a
0: habit. Let's find out yeah. why. What is documentation? It's like, hey, this is... we Everything we do is documented. Yeah. And there's policy and procedures. So when you open up an ambulance company, one of the things I give all my my mentees is my policy and procedures. I say, like, use this as your Bible. Gotcha. Because this came with a lot of, like, trials and tribulations. It's like the... Tuck your shirt in thing in there yeah, as well. Yeah, everything. Gotcha. You know, at the fire department, we learn nothing. Anytime there's a new rule, that's because something happened. Yeah. You know, so with the policy and procedures, like, oh, add that to the policy and procedures. Now, yeah. something that was two pages is like 100 pages, you right, know? right, 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 it was like, right. Because it's like, oh, this happened. Okay, this is no longer acceptable. Please do not. Okay, this happened. Okay, so now let's add this. And now every employee that walks through my door gets that policy and procedure. I like that. Yeah. I like so, that.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. You know, how do, you, how do you hire your employees? What Work. are some of the things that you're looking for? Or what are some of the, I don't know. Um, yeah, so what's, what's your process in hiring? promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal
0: we have um a three-step process okay first we'll do indeed and then uh, when the person calls or we call them... Indeed a, is the hiring platform. All reason I know yes. is we're doing some hiring right now. Yes, sir. So Indeed is the hiring prof platform that we use. Or if word of mouth, you know, we give employees incentives to like recruit for us. Mm-hmm. But if someone calls, we have what we call a first uh, contact and mm-hmm. we'll ask a series of questions to see if we need to take them to the next step. Mm-hmm. And if... They answer those questions correctly. And at the end of the first contact is, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Are you still interested in becoming a first responder? Gotcha. Yes. Okay, cool. We're going to set you up for the interview. Now the interview will ask more in depth questions like, if this happened and this happened, what would you do? Mm. You know, if you're arriving 30 minutes late, what do you do? Like, so now we'll, based on our experience, we'll, we generated questions to see if we're going to get the right answers. And you might not have the right answers, but, you know, so you got to be somewhere and that depth, you're just trying to do the right thing. Yo, have you ever
1: gotten a wrong answer and you're like, why would you put that, bro? Like, yeah. give, give me some examples of like, you ask a question and you're like, this is, this is a layup right here, but you just
0: answered that joint wrong. Well, you know what? I've not even, I'll go even beyond that. You get people that come in interviews with like flip flops and a hat. And they're like, I'm, you knew this was an interview today, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cool. We're not interested. Because once you allow that, it's what you set the tone. Oh, so you're not even wasting time. Nah, no, right? yeah. I'm not. that. That's why I'm an EMT. I can jump on the truck myself. Right. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You represent me when you, you know, you represent our company. Got you. And so I've had people do that and they come with it and I'll turn them at the door like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Um, and then they'll, it, ironically, it'll make them want to come back and present themselves, Yeah. you know, in a different fashion. You take them though or you're like, ah, you're already- No, nah, first impression is huge to me, man. That should be. That should be like, like you you and I was just talking. I said, I'm always make sure I put my best foot forward with you. So, you know, just for allowing me here. It's like, okay, cool. I'm I'm up an hour. Like, what am I going to wear? Like, you know, because people look at you, unfortunately. You know, you people see something and they hear what you got to say. You know, you know what I do, though? Like for like even interviews, if I say we're going to
1: shoot at um, like 11, I just tell them 1030 because in my experience, like, people just, they're always, like, like you're going to be right on time, and then we're, like, behind a little bit, and you got to give people room to, um, you know, room for error, things mm-hmm. of that nature. And I guess that's what it, it taught me about people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I i guess you're in a people business where you're hiring people. So how how do you want to present yourself as an employer
0: to the employee? I mean, attitude reflects leadership. So there's a, there's a saying, kind of what you said at the fire department, if when I was getting interviewed, when I, when I got an interview, if my interview was at 12 o'clock, and this happened to me when I worked for Henry County Fire Department, I was there at 11. Mm-hmm. i tied, just sitting there like, you know, like, Yo, I'm about to kill this interview. Yeah. And then the, my lieutenant um, came out and said, uh, what's your name? And I was like, Hans, like, you're here early. In Florida, they had this, I went to the fire academy, they had this saying, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Mm. So even when Goose says, yeah, uh, my man from Sleeper Suckers wants to meet you at 12.30, I was at the parking lot like 11.45. Just Where are you? There, drinking coffee oh, wow. <laughs> ah, you know, First impression. Like, oh, yeah. These guys take, and your time is valuable. Yeah. You know, I got to take your time serious. Yeah, so sure. I look at that also, that's like the first thing, even before they come in. I've had employees like, no, I'm, I'm waiting in the parking lot. Nice. I just want to make sure this was the right location. That's like a check mark plus. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Because they do that with you. They might do that with their patients. Mm. You know, so it's like, this is game oh, right man, here. It's extra early. I love it. So,
1: golly. Yeah, man, it's- Let's say you have an employee that uh, they have potential, mm-hmm. but they just can't seem to get right. It's almost like, you know, they have really good potential. How much patience do you have with your employee? And what do you do in terms of, do you have like a methodology on
0: getting someone up to speed versus just saying, well, this isn't the right person? There's always room to retrain, right? But if I was like putting a company together, is like putting a football team together, right? You might not have that person that can run, but he can block. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find something like, okay. And if it's not really affecting the patients or the customers, then I can have more patience to develop you. You know, but if it's something like you're dropping a patient, something that might, yeah. you know, mess up my livelihood, it's like, hey, man, you got to go. Your, yeah, it's not even sure. a three strike. Yeah. But if it's something like we got to just work on your time management, OK, we can fix that. You know, let's work on that. And, gotcha. and again, everything's documented. You know, there's a verbal counseling, then a written and then yeah. there's opportunities for you to, you know, fire yourself. Yeah. Like I tell people, I'm not going to fire you, you fired yourself. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm like, Hans, If I, you know, I gave you, this is on you, bro. You, you fired yourself. Mm. That's nothing to do with me. You know, you have an opportunity to succeed. You have an opportunity to fail. It's, it's all yeah. on you, you know, and if it's something like that, and then the movie sets are used as an incentive. Yeah. So if I'm like, hey, you making 15, but I'm gonna put you on a movie set because you come to work on time and I'm gonna pay you $20 an hour and that's straight cash. Don't worry about taxes being taken out. You got to keep coming to work on time because you always want to be on that movie set list. Mm. There's different ways to do it. Plain ways to skin a cat, but.
1: Do you teach your your mentors, your mentees, like this side of the business? Because there's a lot of people, they'll teach you like what to do, but like as a bit, so if you just tell me what to do in terms of like getting a truck and you need this type of insurance, you need this type of truck. um, But I don't understand. I'm asking, do you teach this kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, because like I said, none of my mentees are, they have experience in this. Yeah. So whatever you do moving forward is a reflection on me, right? So my mentees call me three, four in the morning, like, hey, I just had this situation. I'm like, okay, yeah, just do this, just do this. Or one of my other guys said, hey, do you know anyone who can, someone just called me last week because his truck broke down. Do you know anyone who rents trucks? I was like, yeah, let me shoot you this number. Boom, he'll lease your truck for it. He's like, man, this guy's the truth. Like, why you ain't never, so it's like always a constant ongoing because I'm not expecting you to understand the whole gamut of like the healthcare industry in yeah. 30 days or however long it takes you get licensed. Yeah. It's just an ongoing process. But I came into the game working together with people like healthcare. And it might be the same with home health and it is, it's competitive, but it's like, why can't we all, you don't see dentists, like fighting each other and stealing patients. You don't yeah. see chiropractors stealing patients, but in the ambulance company, people are really aggressive as far as like, this is my territory. This is, I came into it with a different mindset and it's open doors. Mm. So it's like, if I come to you and I help you, I realize the more I help you, the more I get blessed. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you'll call me and say, hey, man, nobody showed up on my truck today. I'm like, where are you at? I'll jump on it for you. Mm. And people are like, you're going to help them with it? It's like, we all in the same, yeah. you know, system. So with my mentees especially, I'm going to help them out. Yeah, You know, that's like an invested interest. Yeah. And then you never know when your truck breaks down and you could call a Jonathan or somebody and say, hey, I need, you got a truck in the cab? Yeah, I got one. I need a patient. But if you keep everything closed-knit, then you're not going to find anybody to help you. Man, I would work for you, man. I
1: appreciate it. <laughs> I already work jobs don't and know. stuff, but I would I work for you, yeah, man. It seems so like there's so much to learn just in the <laughs> personal development process. That's why I'm I'm definitely going to be one of your mentees. The time that it takes... Gooch, can I finish? Please. <laughs> All right. Are you leaving? Oh, 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 well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> The time that it takes to build out this business. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about it, because I have a lot going on. Yeah, I do. Now I do have a beautiful wife that is ambitious, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she's very ambitious. She's learning herself on like being consistent, you know, in business things of that nature. So that's somebody I can lean on. But uh, how am I? I'm a busy guy, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, what is it going I mean, to take? Just
0: get, be honest. Like, what is it going to take to like build? Someone's going to have company. to put in some blood, sweat and tears. Like, and it's really a creating a presence, right? So I could work for you. And if I never see you, if you don't have that strong person there to embody what you want to teach, people are going to show up late. So, so for the first month, month and a half, I, I mean, if it's not you, your wife you know, staff meetings. Like, hey, I'm so-and-so. What's your wife's name? I'm sorry. Uh, Andrea. I'm Andrea. I own this company. You know, this is what we're going to be doing moving forward. Even if she knows very little about EMS, she has to at least present that front like, hey, I, I know enough to know where you're supposed to be at. I know how to count my runs and make mm-hmm. sure that I'm getting paid. I know that you guys aren't doing your runs. They have to, you know, you can't let your employees know that they know more than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's going to take at least one person until your wife can trust someone else mm. and pay that person a substantial amount yeah. that they make sure your dollars are coming in. I understand. You see what I'm saying? So my guy who's running, he's been with me since '07 with the fire department. Mm. And then when I brought him on just this year, that's my right hand man. That's what lets me, you know, affords me to be here with you. Right. But he gets paid great. He gets paid more than I do. Because again, I don't have to depend on the ambulance company. Yeah. And so it's like, no, I'm going to make sure because he's like, hey, this person there, yeah, take care of that. You know what I mean? Instead of somebody who doesn't care. It takes takes a while and it takes somebody's consistent presence to be there. So if you can't do it, your wife can. You have an upper hand than I do, to be honest with you, now that I think about it because you are huge on social media and a lot of the people that you will employ are younger that probably know of you. So they're like, Oh, we work for sleepers for sleep. You know, so <laughs> I can see that being uh, an extra added to like incentive to working for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you want to work for me? I'll be like, nah, I work for that dude for sleep. You know? <laughs> so it's it's yeah. there. That's lit. It's I did there. I
1: did put something on uh, my Instagram and I was like, yo, I, obviously, you know, I'm talking about like I'm hiring people. I got mad DMs, bro. Yeah, like yo, I will quit my job right now. Yeah.
0: I'm like, what do you do? They're like, well, I can do whatever. Just let me know shit. I'm like, hey,
1: <laughs> that's lit.
0: But the uh, thing about that is cool. filtering that, right? Because yeah. how many people really want to get on and just see if you're gonna give them. For sure. Instead of like really earning. That's why we're on Indeed right now. And I've um
1: my my uncle um, going through, and he's you know been a big CFO for a lot of companies and he's going through the interview process to find uh, a a finance, whether we're doing an accountant or a controller or what have you. But um, yeah, he's he's going through the process because he's going to be able to filter because I don't want nobody to... I don't know if I want people to work for me because they know me. I want them to look at the business as as an opportunity for themselves to grow, Mm -hmm. the health of the business, maybe not like fans of mine necessarily. And sometimes it works. So Joe, he came into like one of my coaching programs. And, you know, I, I forgot how we started working together, but he just kept coming around doing stuff.
0: And that's my thought. I was going to say, you want to you eliminate half those people that DM you? Mm. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock.
1: Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they...
0: when you give them a job, just make them sweet. Say, nah, I just... Because 90% of those people think that they're going to have Joey's spot or they're going to be doing something yeah. in the camera. Like, no, nah, I just need somebody to sweep for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> See if they stick around. If they really want it. Yeah. Because if you told me you was going to give me an offer, op- if I wasn't in my situation and doing what I did and I really want to work for you, you could tell me, hey, I just need you to clean the bathrooms. If I really want to do it, I'm going to do it. Because before I started ambulance company, I was cleaning homes. Mm. Like, there was so little money in the fire department. That after tax season, if I spent my money, I told you I'd like spend it. Yeah. I'm like, my homeboy's like, yeah, I clean houses. Like, all right, cool. Whatever I got to do. And I'm cleaning oh, rich wow. white people's toilets. And, but, you know, it's, you, you, you know, it's part of the grind. Like I'm going to always find something to do. And so it helped me get to the bigger mm. understanding of things. And so, yeah, you want to eliminate half those people. If you want an ambulance company, don't put them on an ambulance. No, I just need you to study my policy and procedures for a week. Mm. I'm going to come back and quiz you. Right. So I read Russell Simon hey, This guy's brilliant, man. Golly. <laughs> I said, I would I would love to see how many people though, how many people you really think would sit here, watch you and Joey get all the shine, and they back there sweeping and mopping <laughs> like some damn Mr. Miyagi type stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or you just try to out why you, you know, wash right. on, wash off. And then you realize after that process, you're ready to fight, or you're ready to sit on stage. Now you earn it. Everybody who comes here should not earn a seat right next to you. You got way too many followers. Yeah. And you just told, you just said how he had to really hang around. Yeah. Right? He yeah, was just
1: doing stuff for free, right? Just, he was just doing stuff. Like, whatever needed to be done. And we just continued to build a relationship. Then it was time for him to quit his job. And he came to me with a proposal. I'm like, that's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah. I see. I read Russell Simmons' book years ago, and he, he had this chapter about just going, if you want to get a job at a gas station, don't even ask anybody for a job. Just go out there and sweep every day. Just sweep every day. He said, "Sooner or later, they're gonna actually come inside." And he said, "Then you're gonna learn to stock. Then they're gonna actually be on the cash. You know what I'm saying? And you build it to the point where you learn how to run your own gas station." Yeah. He said, "Don't ask anybody. Just go out there and sweep the parking lot every day." Yeah. He said, "Sooner or later, they'll ask you to come in." And I think even another caveat to that is you have to actually sweep, do
1: a good job <laughs> with a good attitude. You know what I mean? Oh, and I God. think that's uh, people miss that too. To you know. It's, it, the, the the expectation is just so that this needs to happen. I'm, I'm doing what you told me to do, but you're doing it because
0: that's what you were told to do, not trying to take pride in your job. And I guess that says a lot about people. And that goes hand in hand with the ambulance company. So I got, pay- I got customers that call, like this one girl. The customer called and said, hey, I just want to commend, you know, Cece. And I know she'll love that I said her name, Cece. And. She's just amazing. She takes care of this, this, this. I've had clients, families say, Hans, the only reason I deal with you because sometimes you guys are late. She'll tell me, <laughs> but you treat my so-and-so like that's your son. You know, mm. I've had a lady tell me that, you know. But I'm constantly calling them. I'm calling them for the holidays. I'm calling them if somebody's at the hospital. Even if they're at the hospital, I'm calling the family members to see if they need something because mm. people forget about the care- t- caregiver. And they, w- they had some study out that said, like, 70% of caregivers go through so much stress that they end up being sick. Mm-hmm. But people are just solely just tunnel vision on the actual patient. Mm-hmm. So I train my, or I coach my my mentees and my employees, don't just pay attention to the patient, pay attention to the family member. Because yeah. their whole life is turned upside down now because they got to take care of one person.
1: Exactly.
0: You know how much stress that is? Again, coming from someone who had to take care of his mom and dad before mm-hmm. they passed. So again, you having that experience, that experience is marketable. Yeah. Like, I'm not somebody who can't say, you know, I understand what you're going through. No, I really do understand yeah, what you're going through. Sure. You know what I'm saying? 100%. It's not 100%. just a slogan. Like, no, I, I feel you. Like, no. And so, when social workers see that passion and they see that in your employees, don't worry about marketing. I've, I've mar- I not marketed in four years. Now mm-hmm. everything is just referral. Referral. based. Like, I literally got paid $7,000 to take a patient to New York because the family member only trusted me, my company, with getting his sister from Brooklyn, New York. I was in Brooklyn, New York, Mount Zion Hospital, to South Carolina. Mm. I'll pay you $7,000. I was like, when do I need to do this? He's like, tomorrow. I'm like, I'll make it happen. As Soon as we got to South Carolina, the very next day, the sister passed away. Oh. But that's what they wanted. So now I'm getting phone calls from the father like, you will always be a part of my life. Like, they'll, they'll, send, they'll tell you stuff that, like, give you the chills and say, okay, this is why I got into the business. You know what I'm saying? So, and then that just goes. Like, they'll go back in refer you, you know, because people get sick, unfortunately.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to be that person they call. 100%. So Dang. This was a
1: masterclass. <laughs> 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 um, one, uh, man, I, I appreciate it. I got to do a quick commercial, but um, I got to ask you uh, one question before we wrap. Where do you see yourself in the next five years so that I can watch this video and say, man, I said that five years ago he was going to do that. And look,
0: he did it. Grilled cheese is all over the city. Yeah, that's definitely, like, the the restaurant thing is, I'm so thankful to God. That thing is, like, we've only been open since July. Our numbers have tripled Mm. since July 4th. Nobody's doing gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches the way we're doing. I want one right now, bro. We got to say, I'll bring you guys one. Actually, literally, if you guys are going to be here, I'm going to go to, I'm going to call the order in. I'll go pick one up for y'all and I'll bring it back. Yo, stop being such a great leader, bro. Please, no, God, God, leave, man. Like, he really did take it the extra mile. Like, I'm going to take care of people. Period. Life is short, bro. Life is short. I got to do what I can right now. That, I'm not saying I wake up every day like cats, like on social media with this en- enthusiasm. No, I'm going through a slump. I'll tell you like, I don't feel like doing nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, if I have an opportunity, like y'all open y'all doors for me. Y'all don't have to do that. I could still be on the outside looking in. In fact, I was on the outside knocking on like this, it? <laughs> you know, next door. And I was like, no. But I mean, you know, I was when you was here with the young lady, I'm over there like just thanking God. I'm like, oh, thank wow. you. You know what I mean? Like this is dope. You know yeah. what I mean? And and somebody told me one time, and I and I say this quickly because I know you have to go on a commercial, but I, I felt like I was going through a slump. So I reached out to one of my mentors who's big in m- mortgages. And he's like, You know, are you the biggest fish in your pond? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you need to find another pond of swimming. And that pond, you know, like being around someone like you who's successful, it's like, oh, I'm getting my range over. I'm like, I'm ready to go to work. (laughs) You know, sometimes you need those people to inspire you. You know what I'm saying? So, if I got to do that and, and you guys give Anchees a shout out, I'm going to drive to Helen back to get that sandwich. Like, no, hey, make that sandwich right yeah. now. <laughs> Real quick. I got two people that, you know, uh, we so got to right. do. That's actually on point because yeah. we ain't eat yet. Yeah. Yeah, so. You know my whole, you know, uh, Keisha from Cirque? From Cirque Bistro? She owns the, mm-hmm. uh, you got to get her, man. She's the only female that owns two restaurants in Atlanta. Not rents. She owns Cirque Bistro off of, in Buckhead, off of Georgia 400. Really? You ever see Georgia did You see, yeah, she's, she's oh the, the big monstrosity
1: yeah. of a building. It looked like a castle Girl, almost. She owns that. And really? she owns the Dude. crab legs
0: are crazy. Listen, you been Monday, you been there? Listen to me, brothers. Yeah. Crab yeah, legs not, Mondays, yeah. all their food was amazing. Mondays, it's all you can eat crab legs, and not all you can eat where you eat a cluster and you got to wait thirty minutes. No, there's people coming around with buckets. Yo, that's cry Until you go, I'm done. Their food was amazing. I had some other st- Every time I've been there, it was such a vibe, bro. And then she owns a new restaurant she opened last year called Blue right in downtown. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's just BLU. So she called me the other day. I'm like, Hans, can I get a grilled cheese on its way? Because I was leaving Lenox. Mm-hmm. But anybody who could add to my life, I'm going to, listen, I'm going to open the doors and I'm going to give shout outs to like a thousand. I was about to wear... Justin shirt here, you know? Yeah, anyway, for sure. like, if I can promote people, man, I'm gonna do it. Cause the more I give, I realize the more I get back. So it ain't nothing to me, man. I
1: rocks with you. All right, give me the five years. Five years. Five give years? Me, I want you own
0: a medical center, uh, continue with the home health, continue with the ambulance company. And I got a two-way plan. I want to package it and, and, and I'm gonna really grind out for three years. Like, grind, like even if I have to be on an ambulance company and show that my profit margin is ridiculous. And the home health is doing its own thing, and the medical center will do its own thing. My goal is to package these three and sell it to like a Piedmont or Emory.
1: five mm. ten mil.
0: Be out. I'm out of here. out of here. Because they're going to look at your, your p and right? They're going to look at your rent roll and they're going to say, we're getting a business that's already running. Yeah. We're just going to put the Piedmont or Emory name on it. I'm out. You 10 mil, I'm out. Let's. said, if I it doesn't it. work that way, then, and it's making me money, I pass it on to my kids. Either yeah. way, I'm, I'm going to do something right with it. 100%. Yeah. I love that.
1: Look, man, we got to do a quick commercial. Now I'm going to uh, let everybody know how to find you and uh, how they can be a part of your uh, program. Also, do you have, can you give a, like a promo code for people? Yeah. On the course? Yeah. Just make it social proof. I don't know what it's going to be I or how much
0: it's going to don't be. don't have one now, but I can
1: make yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, yeah, let's just give them a promo code. So, social. Just make sure, make it social proof before it drops, Okay. okay. Joe, let's make sure we, we send it over um, to make sure that works because I like to take care of my people, man. There's a bunch of entrepreneurs and this definitely seems like a business that, you know, somebody could maybe run part-time even while they have their job and kind of go through the process and they kind of monitor because it's, it's not... Here's what I see. If I have one truck or let's say two trucks and I just have one patient,
0: mm-hmm. that's $10,000 a month. Let me ask you a question. Yes, how busy you think my guy is? That you and I both know. You know. extremely. So if he could do it, he's ask him. Has he ever been on a truck? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, nice. Yeah, So that answers your question. Like if he could do it, like he's always traveling. It's up. I no. I'm. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we already saying, talked about yeah. it. I'm.
1: I'm doing it. One hundred percent. And uh, yeah. This is this is just. I'm just excited. That yeah, entrepreneurial. Thing, this, I, yeah, it's up. All right, so I, I do a quick, quick commercial. You let everybody know how to uh, find you in just a second. But this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day. I'm going to tell you about personal development and how I know you wish you had the morning meetup when you were like starting your entrepreneur or even in your entrepreneur journey. So every month we have a theme of the month, like this month where it might be about um, wealth you know, thinking wealth. One of our themes were um, six figures ain't enough, right? So we have a, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Literally this morning, we had almost 700 people on our call. But every day we discuss entrepreneurial topics in a community format where everybody gets to know each other. So the connections, the people that are connecting in this, uh, in the morning meetup and like getting together, having their own meetups and doing business together and and like really building genuine relationships, it's insane. Like nothing you've ever seen in your life. When I we get together together Every morning. Every morning? Monday through Friday. I'm there. Every morning.
0: I'm there. Yeah, I, I need yeah. you to speak. I need you to speak. Yeah, I'm for, there. For I, sure. I just want to be influenced and learn as much as I can.
1: Right. And you'll jump on and you'll speak and you'll have 100 people follow you when you get off. Oh, dope. It's amazing. So you, you will be on, man, because I think there's like some, some leadership skills that we all as an entrepreneur need to learn from you. So I definitely going to have you on. Okay? I appreciate that. Um, so man. listen, y'all, go to morningmeetup.com. I am so confident that you've never, ever experienced an organization like this. I'm going to give you um, a dollar trial, seven days for a dollar. If you like it, you can stay. It's only $79 a month. If you don't like it, you can leave. That's fine. At least you met some people over these seven days. You'll never, ever see anything like it. We have like some people have Zoom calls where it's like six, 700 people on there, but not every day. Exactly. Not you seeing the same people. And we got a book club. We're all reading the same book. We got, I want to get into this, hundreds of people reading the same book on the same chapter, by the way. So we'll read a chapter today. And then tomorrow morning, we'll discuss the chapter that we just read. Nice. And then the next day, we'll read another chapter. The next morning, we discuss that chapter. We, but we're all on the same page. We give whatever gems and takeaways that we got from the chapter we read last night. That's still- dope phenomenal. TheMorningMeetup.com. Get there. All right. Hans, man, appreciate you, my brother. No, thank you. Appreciate you. Nah, this was this was a pure treat and I learned a lot, man. It's like, I'm about to send a real, I got some text messages that I need to send <laughs> out just based on the conversation we just had. But um, yeah, let everybody know how they can uh, be a part of your mentorship, how they can get involved in the game, how to find you and then close us out with a, uh, uh, you know, a word to put a whole bowl in this conversation. Okay. Um, You
0: can find me on Instagram at The Real Solopreneur. Uh, And my gourmet grilled cheese is and, which is A-N-D, cheese, A-T-L. So you guys can follow us on Instagram on that as well. If you go to uh, Lenox Mall, we're on the third floor by Bloomingdale's. I promise you guys, you will love it. Um, And also the mentorship is also through my Instagram. And I'm gonna give you guys my actual business phone number, which is every code 678-592-2656. Really don't respond to phone calls, but if you shoot me a text, I'll get back to you ASAP as soon as possible. And if you want to hit me up on an email, it's h, as in Henry, f as in Frank, dot first responders. So that's one responders at gmail.com. Shoot me an email or a text and let me know that you're interested and my assistant will call you back and we'll get the ball rolling. So I don't know. I want to end this by saying uh, what God got for you, no one can take. And it's time for you guys to take your future into your own hands. Don't let anybody dictate your income or the time that you're going to spend with your family. You could do that by starting your own business. And, and just treat everybody like you would want, some, you know, like you would want to be treated, and you'll be good. Trust me, I'll take care of you. That's a fact. Listen, do yourself a favor. There will be a link
1: here somewhere um, that you can take advantage of Hans' course, and just use promo code Social Proof, and it takes some money off. Okay, I don't know how much it's going to take off, but um, just know we got your back. Okay, so click the link below. Make sure you get the program, get the course, and not even. Just for the ambulance company, but to be able to follow a great leader. You just, I, I'm, I'm super inspired. You have no idea right I now. That. Um So I can't wait to, like, get into business with you on uh, the, the, the ambulance company and just kind of show me how we can, you know, build some side income by helping people because it's near and dear to me because I just went through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, all right. So make sure y'all follow Hans, okay? Send him a DM if you like uh, anything about this podcast. Just give him some appreciation. Send my man some flowers uh, in the DM. Like, y'all, I appreciate it. You said this to me and it really resonated with me. And then also get you some social proof, okay? Go build something. But I need you to go back to your community and teach your community how you built the thing that you build. It is the only way our
0: community grows. All right? We are out of here. Peace.